I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to the Everything is Better with Creators podcast. It's Hispanic Heritage Month, and we're celebrating by introducing you to some of the world's best Hispanic creators. We're kicking things off with the first culinary creator we've ever had on the podcast. For years, Alejandra Tapia, better known as Nana Joe 19, has been packing some of the most creative lunches on TikTok. With more than 6.3 million followers and 230 million likes so far, she keeps a frenetic pace almost daily posting her own creative twist on traditional Mexican favorites like Berea, ceviche, and even coche. She also puts together infinite varieties of the popular Mexican food drink, Aqua Fresca. Welcome to this episode of Everything is Better with Creators. I'm Ashley Rudder, your guide to all things happening in the creator economy. Every week, myself or my colleagues, Emma Harmon or Jamie Goodfriend, will be hosting this podcast. If that all sounds good and tasty, let's check in with Alejandra to learn how she does it all and keeps her family fed, too. Roll that intro, please. Everything is better with creators. The podcast that takes a deep dive into all things creator economy. Produced and presented by Whaler. Whaler, we power the creator economy. With your hosts, Ashley Rudder, Emma Harmon, Jamie Goodfriend, and Marco Bitozzi. What an incredible episode we have ahead of us. I've got Alejandra Tapia in here today. Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on today because when I tell you the knowledge that you drop on your TikTok and on your Instagram has me so inspired. I just cannot wait for you to share all of the things with our listeners. Um, So are you ready to get into this? Anytime a creator comes on the show, I always love to hear in their own words how they describe your content. So let's start there. How would you um, put it in a, in a nutshell, uh, how you would describe your content? Honestly, I feel like I am all over the place when it comes down to my content. <laughs> I try to show people how to make 
recipes or cook stuff in a fun way by adding comedy and um, or being more instead of a being like really strict way of cooking or cooking has to be exact measurements and making it super boring because to me that's boring I always try to be like if just put as much as you have or as much as your heart desires it's like make it your own so I always try to make it fun for them Mm. or more relatable because for example, me as a mom, sometimes I just have to go in the kitchen and work with what I have. And I record that to let people know that it's okay, it's possible, and you can do it. 100%. I think that is some of my, also some of my favorite content, even though my daughter's all grown up now. Whenever I see you making like pizza bites for your son, and it's just like, it's such a nice twist because it's like, it brings it back to like, I mean, we also, we always see what your passion is. But we also get to see a bit of insight and say, and, like, and I love that you do add comedy. You're like, he doesn't eat anything, but he'll eat this. And it just like really helps like level set and be like, okay, she's going through the same things that every mom does. And even though obviously she's this amazing chef and has all these great capabilities, like, you know, he's just like not having it and it's okay, which I love. It's so, so good. I'm so happy. You Believe it or not, my family is the hardest ones to please. Joseph, the baby is super picky. I beg him on a daily to eat. My husband is not much of a foodie. He can care less. He's just like, whatever, just feed me so I can go to bed. I have to go to work tomorrow or something like that. And Josiah, my teenager, he's a teen going to the gym. He's like, yeah, I don't want to eat that. I'm just going to make me some chicken and rice. And it's like, oh, my God, who's going to eat my food? Like, nobody wants to eat it. Right. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my. Well, invite us over because I'm I'm here for I will take your leftovers any day. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, we're always obsessed with origin stories and we really love to hear about yours and, of course, how your culture has shaped and molded you. So I was born in Mexico in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Jalisco. And we came here to the, my parents brought us here when I was one. Gorgeous. So I was one and um, they decided oh, to move back to Mexico when I was about, honestly, those parts of my life, it's, I, my brain has somehow blocked them only mm. because it was like, uh, my parents had a weird mentality at that time. And I'm so glad like the whole, um, what's it called? Generation, generational uh, curses. I'm here to break them all. Oh, All of them. Okay, let's talk about break it down. So they would it. move yes. us every single grade. They would move us. So when I was a third grader, I did third grade really? three times. I did third grade here in Visalia, the town where I'm at now. And then they decided to move to Farmersville, which was a town uh-huh. next to us. I did third grade there. And because it was the school year wasn't over. And then as soon as we finished there, we moved to Mexico. And then they made us do third grade there again. So I did third grade there in Mexico. Then I did fourth grade in Mexico. And when I was going to be a fifth grader, my parents decided to move back to the United States where uh, I skipped skipped fifth grade and I went straight to sixth. So that's a whole, yes, a lot of the reason uh, why I can't read cursive. There's stuff that I just don't know. I can probably learn it now, but I'm just like, I'm just too, not too old to learn, but I just not, that doesn't interest me. Like the time passed. I don't want to learn those things right now. I have other things to worry about. But going back to when they moved us to Mexico, I was, I'm the oldest out of three sisters at the time. Um, So I was nine, I believe I was nine years old, nine year old, nine years old. And my grandma 
we used to live with my grandma. She had a 15-year-old daughter, but 15-year-old daughter, she's a teen. She did not want to take care of the three siblings. So she would complain to feed us every single time. And um, I clearly remember we were, because we would argue a lot. I mean, she was a teenager. We were kids or whatever. And she was making us fries. Mm -hmm. She got mad for some reason and said she wasn't going to cook for us and left downstairs we ran after her, begging her to come and cook for us. And then when my grandma convinced her to come and cook for us, she had melted the spatula in the hot grease of the fries. So then my grandma was like, you're nine years old. Oh not We can't always be taking care of you guys, like feeding you guys. So I'm going to have to teach you how to start cooking so you can take care of your sisters. And maybe you can start right. having food ready for when your parents come home from work. So I was responsible for my three little sisters wow. and my parents. So whenever they came home from work and we had nothing, we we were super, super, super poor. So I was like, what am I going to make? So I would figure out what I was going to make for my sisters with whatever little we had in the fridge. But then the next day I was like, okay, we have the same things. Let me make it differently. And it became my chore. My forced chore became um, something like a challenge. I love challenge. I, I just love it. So it became a challenge to me. And every day wow. I was like, how am I going to feed my sisters? What should I make my mom? And it just like the whole, mm. like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Just kept growing and never stopped. It was like a little Incredible. snowball yes. effect. My dad is a chef. My uncles are chefs. So I would always constantly be watching wow. cooking, them cooking or family events. Everybody's showing off their mm. dishes. It was so it's, right. it's, I think it came in naturally in a way in an accident because they forced mm -hmm. me to do it. And then I liked it. So. That's I, I guess that's my whole thing. That's, that's incredible. The fact that a you have like just like family lineage that lends itself to that, and you know I am a huge like proponent of the of the of the quote that says you know life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And the fact that I, this really does sound like one of those moments of you know like you said you were put you were you you were dealt a, a particular hand and you leverage that and use that as inspiration and and you found and you found like a whole new joy within that rather than you know feeling defeated or you know being like oh man i don't know what to do um you really got creative and it just like really sparked your creativity like that is so inspiring yeah. then when we moved here that. to united states that. we didn't have we didn't even have a tv in mexico we didn't have all of the basic needs that we have here we didn't have that in mexico that was luxuries over there tvs mm -hmm. radios all of that air ac all that is it's luxury so uh when we moved here and we had wow. cable i would watch the cooking shows and i'm like oh my god so obsessed mm -hmm. with the cooking shows and my sisters wanted to watch mtv or cartoons and stuff and i'm like just one more show <laughs> just one more show and then i would stop what at the time at the i was time? into rachel ray 30 minute meals um, Emerald yes. Lagasse, okay, yes. Emerald Lagasse, Essence of Emerald, I believe was what his show was called. Um, Iron Chef America. Yes. Um, what else was there? I think at the time they were doing the next Food Network star, and Guy Fieri. Guy oh, Fieri was yeah, part yes. of it. Yeah, so he won. On I remember that's wild. Obsessed oh with gosh, the cooking that, channel. I, I totally forgot that that's where he came from. I'm so I love that. I love that. So with the thing, how how did the new conveniences change how it shaped your um, how you saw cooking, or did you have like new conveniences that helped speed things up, or were you always did you always like to lean back on what you always? What do you mean by did? conveniences? 
Uh, like you were saying, like, oh, when you um, came from Mexico to the United States, like, there was, like, certain, like, I don't know if there was, like, any new appliances or if you started using the microwave more or if you just always, like, kept it, you know, like, classic. Like, you were, like, on the stove doing it, doing it as, you know, I, which, again, I feel like is the most tasty, but I didn't know if that, like, added any more. Conveniences came as uh, an adult myself when I was able to afford them because even though we moved here in Mexico, we were a we we're poor, but then we moved here and we we're another another level of poor. So here we couldn't we didn't have air fryers. We didn't have we didn't even have a functioning oven. The oven was meant for us to put our dishes. <laughs> we would store our comales and stuff in there. So um, we kept it on the stove. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything was on the stove. But now mm-hmm. that I'm a grown adult, Delicious. What I ask for every single time for my birthdays or Christmas or Mother's Day, it's like, I need this grill. I need this fryer. I need this. And, and my husband refuses. Like, I'm not going to buy you anything in the kitchen for your birthday, for Christmas or for anything like that. That's just nothing. Make, doesn't make any sense. I want something for you. That is for us because you use it for us. Right. And I'm like, no, sir. No, sir. I have fun using those things. Get me the thing that I asked for. Now, I begged, literally begged for um, the my flat top. This is something that I have, and I just recently brought it up on my Instagram about how um, I get really guilty because maybe because of the way I grew up super poor, when it comes down to buying stuff for myself, I can't buy it. I refuse. I, there's no way I can buy it. I could have easily bought that flat top. I didn't have to be begging my husband for it. But I just couldn't. I couldn't get myself to buy this thing for me. Maybe because I thought I wasn't worthy of it, and I it was like a gift that I was like that I had to receive. Mm-hmm. That that's why I didn't never bought the mm-hmm. flat top. I begged for three years. He finally gave it. He didn't even buy oh, it for me. Goodness. To be quite honest with you, he gave me his work bonus. They get they gave him like three hundred dollars in a card, and he wrapped it for me. And then he said, wow. I opened it and I was oh. like. Uh, you bought me a $300 uh, card. And I was even like in my mind, like it was running like, oh my gosh, what bills are we not going to pay? Because he's bought me this card. And he was like, oh no, that's my bonus from work. Go buy yourself your flat top because I'm not going to get it for you. And I was like, let's go. So So I got my flat top. So cool. And and that's like a a griddle, right? Like the, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. I love that. I love that that was your, your, like one of your big wish items. I know my, um, my grandmother got a flat top recently and it blew her, like, that's what she also wanted. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's popping off. There's like nothing she can't do now. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever we, um, I, I feel as though representation and like how you see yourself and others has such a large impact on us throughout our lives. Is there someone that you want to recognize or give thanks to um, for their contribution or influence on you and the Hispanic community that like really helped? Um, like, did you see yourself in someone or have something that inspired you at a certain point? In time? Um, as like in creators in, or just in general? Just in general. Yeah. Just in general, like general pop culture, pop culture, celebrities, um, writers, anything, anyone, anyone that you feel like you would, um, would love to like say like oh my gosh like you know at this time in my life I really you know idolize their um their career or how they went about things or any of that honestly I really really I don't know if it's if we can consider that to admire but the Food Network chefs I would see them living their life cooking and doing all this stuff and I always 
always wanted to be that. I wanted to have my own show. I would make like a my show, like Alejandra's show, because I would pretend I had my own cooking show, um, was like a mixture of yes. the chefs that I just mentioned, Emeril Lagasse. I would do the bam to all my food. Um, I would yes. garbage bowl this, like Rachel Ray would say. I, I would do all of yes, that. I would do all yes. of that. So I don't know. Maybe I can say they inspired me to continue, I guess, or to to want that dream, maybe, to be hungry for this dream. But watching yes. how watching how my parents brought us up um watching how my cousins were brought up and all of that made me not want to be that person and um honestly and another one was probably myself because there was a point in my life I came I I was a, a teen mom I had my first son at 16 and I at that time I yes I want to say I was suffering from postpartum, but I didn't know. So I, okay. Yes, okay. I did like a whole, I went downhill. Like it's a story that nobody knows, mm-hmm. but I was really, really deep into drugs, deep into drugs. And I would see, I saw that I like, I feel like I removed myself from my body, mm-hmm. saw my life and was like, really? Mm, yes. That's not what I want. And I did a whole 180 and now like Mm. there's sometimes I hear my aunts uh, telling my cousins like um, they use me as an example like you see how bad she was and look how she is now like she's married she has her family she has her home and this is before TikTok this is way before TikTok they would always use me as an example because I said I'm stopping now at the age of 21 Mm. or 22 I'm not sure I said, I'm stopping now. Never look mm-hmm. back. Kept going. Oh, that, that's so rare. Was there like something like that triggered that moment? Because that is a really tough thing to do. You know, have like the own self-awareness to pull yourself back. I was tired. What you're doing. I was like, tired. That's... Tired of living mm-hmm. that life. I was done. Tired. That's so good. Yes, you were ready. You were ready. You were ready to, to, to turn over a new leaf and and really see something different for yourself. That is that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Like that is that's huge because, you know, again, people always see the positives. But, you know, of course, kudos to the positives. But when you truly have, you know, hit a really huge rock bottom moment or real change needs to happen and like how you pull up and decide to change and like pull up your bootstraps and do something different like that is so powerful. And I almost feel almost even more so yeah. than the wind. I, sometimes I blame the teacher, my teachers and my parents, because at the time I'm an immigrant. I came, I was born in Mexico. So they made sure that I knew that there was, I was never going to be anything in life that my, no matter what I did, I couldn't have a good job. I was going to work in the fields, wash toilets for the rest of my life. They made sure of that. So I lost hope. Mm. And I was like, well, what am I here for? I'm just going to do me. You're never Mm going to get a residency here. You're never going to get your papers. You're never going to have credit. You're never going to do this. I was like, why should I pay my bills? Why should I do good? Why should I do this? That's Mm. the mentality that I had. And then it was like, no, we're going to challenge. This is a challenge. I'm going to prove to you that we can. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Oh my gosh, huge, huge. You know what? Like people really do speak stuff on yeah. top of us, don't they? And it's easy to believe it. It really is easy to believe it until you decide that you're going to be in charge of your own narrative. And that is exactly what you did. That's so huge. That's huge. Big, big, big gems over here. You're dropping. Alejandra, thank you for that. You know, I have this on my um, in my in my list of questions. So, um, Jeff, I'm just going to say this question on top of this because like that's like the perfect place to put this. So just give me two seconds to get this question out just for the recording piece, Alejandra, which is you've shared so many beautiful stories. Is there a personal experience that you'd like to share where you've overcome adversity or a challenging situation? Can you define adversity? That's like that's like the perfect. That's, that's like, like the perfect. Um, that was like, I think what you just said was like the perfect thing for that. So I'll we'll put we'll pin that answer oh. to this piece. Um, yep, that's so perfect. All right. So um, let's see. Since this is a Hispanic heritage episode, I would love for you to tell me about your favorite experience with the Hispanic community and what was like, what was that like and walk us through that experience and why was it so magical or special? Um, I probably want to say we went to a Mexico game in Texas we went to uh yeah i and oh, i don't fine. know i don't remember who they played against but we went i they lost me during the game so i missed the whole national anthem <gasps> and i was so 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 sad yeah. like literally sad so for Arizona, we went to we flew to arizona for the game and uh-huh. they almost lost the whole group so we all i almost lost missed the national anthem again they were like we have one ticket go because you're gonna miss it and they let me go so i wouldn't miss it and i stood there doing the national anthem with everyone in this in the stadium with um the whole team on in the in the field hearing Mm -hmm. everybody sing my the national anthem and and it, it, it it like it hit me and i was like oh my god like Seeing all our colors, the flag colors and everything, mm-hmm. it hit me. I'm, I'm a proud Mexican. I My husband says I'm way too proud, and sometimes yes. I need to keep it to myself. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm a proud Mexican. He's like, yeah, maybe you need to keep it to yourself. And I'm like, no, I want everybody to know. Wow. <laughs> Hold on, Joseph. Yes. I love so. it. I love it. I love it. Sorry. 
And so I know it's all right. Hey, that is that's the that's real life right there. Seriously, truly. Um, so do you have any advice? Because, again, you have had so much success and there's been creators that we've had in the past that are also from the Hispanic community. And they talk about, you know, again, the like the lack of representation that they never saw brown faces um, in roles that they aspire to be in. And I mean, I look at your TikTok, Alejandro, like me. Six million, six plus million followers. Wow. Like you are really out here speaking and resonating with so many people. What advice would you give for upcoming Hispanic creators? I the advice I would give and I always tell them the same thing is never give up on your dream because I gave up on my dream for a couple of years. And then when I, I was when I finally opened my eyes and I was like, we need to go. Um, never, ever give up on your dreams. Dream big, 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 big and then just fight for it. So uh, for Hispanic creators who are trying to, you know, become an influencer, show their their traditions and, and culture through TikTok, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Never lose hope. I love yeah, it. never I love lose it. hope. So good, so good. You're... I saw on your TikTok, your, I think it's like one of your last posts is like your, I think I'm, tell me if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, your uh, La Mujer tour uh, to, uh, it was like, was it, is it a grocery store that you were just like walking and showing like all of the cool things, all of the pottery and all of the different size tortillas and all of the, all of the ingredients. Like I loved that particular TikTok and I was like, I got to go there, but I wouldn't know the first thing to find there like what is your favorite like cultural ingredient that you feel like is unsung or that everyone needs to try but could possibly would only be able to find like at a like a, a store like la it's Mujer. called la mejor like the best that's yeah, yeah, yeah. La mejor. It's, oh, yeah, okay, okay, best. okay. Got it. See. Yeah, I got it. Um, Thank you. I want to say a lot of people have a hard time finding our spices and chiles, especially chiles, the dried up chiles. So that's like the best spot to find it. Or masa to make tamales. Mm. Not every every store. There's a lot of stores to sell it. Not every store sells it good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Like it's yes. like the best quality. So definitely and the best taste. Definitely. Okay, got it. Um, our masas and stuff to make tamales. That's the or tortillas, uh, oh, gorditas, yeah. whatever it is that you're gonna make, uh, sopes or whatever. That's where you're gonna find them. So good. I got. I have to go because, like, when you were saying all of that, I was like, why do I feel like my pasol is like totally so mainstream because it doesn't have the fresh ingredients and i'm like i'm going i need to go i need to leave sherman oaks and make it and make a yes. special trip <laughs> so so good so good let me just see i want to spend like this last few moments with you asking you some quick fire questions if that's yeah. all right with you perfect so tell me what's your favorite spanish slang word slang word I don't know. I don't even think I can say it here. Like slang word. <laughs> we use a lot of cuss words. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. That happens too many, and most of them are not good ones. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next. Next. We'll say. Uh, we'll save that one yeah. for a side call because I have to. I have to know. Yes. Uh, what's your? What is your? Um, who's your favorite Hispanic creator? 
my favorite Hispanic creator. Um, you know what? I look up to Jenny Martinez a lot. Um, she is a Hispanic creator, and mm. we're from the same state. So her cooking is a, it's a lot similar oh, to my really? cooking. And I see her family and I how she's a big family person. So I love that. So I look up to her. Oh, I love it. Okay, I have to look her up. Tell me, who is your favorite Hispanic musician or something? Right now, I am really into uh, Grupo Firme. I am obsessed with them. They're the new the new group, I guess. But prior to that, I was obsessed oh, with Gerardo nice. Ortiz. I called him my husband for the longest time. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did you have a childhood... I just, you know, let me repeat. Did you have a childhood nickname? Nana. Nana, I love it. I love it. And uh, did you have a kid no, say? I did not. Did you? And also, I, I, there's two parts to this question. And these are some of the mic drop moment questions that um, Kalina is going to ask you in a little bit. But And then also, how many quinceañeras have you attended? Uh, not much. Uh, probably, like, maybe four. Yeah. Nice. All right. And what is your favorite family tradition? Uh, maybe New Year's. New Year's, we, uh, oh, nice. what do you our tradition that? is to not be as traditional. So for New Year's, we leave the tamales, the pozole, we leave mm -hmm. it back in the year prior. So we, we're doing a around the world thing. So every New Year's, we uh, do a different culture uh, dinner. So mm -hmm. last year, it was Korean. So we did the Korean, oh, yeah. Cool. So we did Korean um, last year. Then the other year, I think it was Filipino. So we still have to figure out what this year is going to be. Cool. Oh, that's so cool. Do you, I mean, is there like a date where you let everyone know by? Like, so that they can kind of like get. We start planning and get like. Recipes in order. Uh, probably like a month ahead. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's so nice. Again, I can only imagine. If, if if everyone has like their favorite dish, you know, has like a great skill set, like what kind of magic happens during the holidays at your home? Believe that's it or not, awesome. not all of them cook. Uh, the only ones that cook is myself and my little sister, the one that's always with me. We're both, we both cook oh, okay. uh, or have the interest in cooking. The other two, we, we fire them no. before they even try to come inside the kitchen. And even one of them goes like, I'm not going to help cook. I can help buying stuff. I can help prepping, washing, washing dishes, but, or cleaning up after, but right. I won't cook. And we're like, that's fine. You don't have to stay away. Yes. <laughs> that's an important role. That's You're like, don't even worry role. about it. Don't Out. worry about it, sweetheart. Just like, keep it moving. So good. So good. This is, this is amazing. So I, I always like to leave it open if there's anything that, you would love to shed light on Alejandra, like, or share. I always like to leave a little extra time for you to speak on anything that's on your mind that you would love to like bring. To the I always love to focus on the teenage youth. I was a very, very troubled mm. teenager. That's why I didn't have a quince. I was pregnant at the age of 16, gave up on my dream from the moment I had my child till maybe like 20 20 years old because I didn't have the guidance that I needed. I didn't have um, no one to look up to uh, from my role models or anyone to uplift me. And I want to be that for our youth now. So I would want to, I guess, put myself as an example 
for them to see that whatever it is that they're going through, especially if you're immigrants, like we are, that there is no, there's not a limit to what you can do. And I want them to know that everything is possible. Mm -hmm. Every dream is possible. I want them to know that they need to fight for whatever it is that they want in life. Um, and I, yes. I, I don't, I, I see myself in, in some of the troubled youth, I guess it's not a pro proper term to use, but mm -hmm. I want to focus myself on them. Cause there's a lot of teenagers who do have that. Yes. There's some that don't. And I want to focus totally. with them, the ones totally. that don't have it. And I want them to see me as an example and be like, okay, I want to be like, like Nana Joe, not as in the influencer or TikTok or whatever. Maybe mentality wise, right, right. maybe they want to be doctors, they want to mm -hmm. be astronauts, they want to be, yes. I don't know, whatever it is that they want to be. I want them to know that they need to dream big and they need to fight for their dream. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard and will come along with us as we navigate this journey to the promised land of the creator economy. Make sure to subscribe or follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to audio. And of course, we'd love a rating and review if you get the chance. And special thanks to Alejandra for joining us today and dropping so many incredible gems. Make sure to check out more from Whaler and all things at the intersection of a talent network, brand partnerships, technology, and creativity at whaler.com. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For everything is better with creators, I'm Ashley Rudder. We'll catch you next time. Everything is Better with Creators is produced by Whaler. Whaler. We power the creator economy. Learn more at whaler.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.